Hey, welcome back to the Coffee with Craft podcast. I'm your host, Craft. Uh, four episodes in, I'm still doing this thing, and it still feels weird to say hello. I'm your host, Craft. I'm not quite used to this thing yet, but today I'm joined with a good friend of mine. His name is Kevin Garner. Kevin, how you doing today, man? I'm good. How's it going? Going real well. So, Kevin, uh, I'm sure people on this podcast have heard you before because we have a lot of mutual listeners that are friends. But uh, for the random people who don't know you, I want to know, I want them to be introduced to you. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, what your life is like right now and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we met through uh, CCU. We did. Where I am a senior right now, last semester. Uh-huh. Thank God. That's I'm awesome. So, <laughs> you have I'm to be so ready excited. to be done. I'm so ready to be done. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm so ready. But um, I'm probably going into the MAC program after that through grad school. Oh, so you're going to get uh, a Master's of Arts in Counseling. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, other than that, I work a lot. I work in the tutoring center there, and I work at um, a retirement home in Montgomery. Oh, very cool. So that takes up a lot of my time. But anytime I'm not doing that, I'm um, trying to work on film stuff, like filmmaking. Oh, wow. And um, pretty, like, amateur level, but I'm really passionate about that. I've... Um, Helped record a few music music videos, working on a short right now. That's super neat. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, so you love, like, just even in your introduction, like, talking about amateur film stuff and all that fun thing. Like, I know your biggest heart is around the concept of story. Yeah. And that's something we can really resonate on because I... I'm a story-driven person in myself. And even the way I lead ministry and the way I... Uh, write in the way I do a lot of different things, even how I'm trying to structure this podcast of being a conversation is I want to be uh, centered around this idea of like our lives tell stories together. And so um, that's super cool that we have that in common. And I wanted to know why you think story is really important or why is story the most important thing to you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just love how well it can, um, impact me personally and how I can mm. see it impact other people, like whether it's a TV show, a movie, yeah. a good book, like obviously like the gospel and things like that. Like you can see how people talk about it, like how people or I mean, you know how I talk about movies and everything, but right. how people talk about their favorite TV show, how people talk about their favorite book, um, how people do and how we should talk about the gospel. Like people just get so on fire about it and you can tell how much it's moved them whether it's just words or visuals or something. And that's just, that's just mind blowing to me. Yeah. It's almost like story has this unique ability to disrupt our lives. Like a really good story has this unique ability to disrupt our lives. And I like, whenever someone asks me like, what do you mean by that? I always like, I want to reference back to Coney 2012. Right. Right. So invisible children comes out. Right. And they do this really awesome documentary of like trying to show like, Hey, this is what Joseph Coney was doing and how wrong it is. And we need to catch this guy. And we need to stop him. Um, so call your congressman, call people, let's get funds into uh, this area to get rid of the Lord's resistance army and all that fun stuff. Um, and there were so many people who were immediately energized right? Yeah. by that story. Right. Like I remember I was a junior in high school at the time mm-hmm. and like I was on fire. Like, but it wasn't just me. Like it was everybody. Yeah. Like there were tons of millennials who were like, we need to jump on this now. Mm-hmm. And not just millennials, but like actual even adults were going like, no, yes, we need to go after this right now. Like not just as kids. And 
I remember like everyone was so on fire for the story and got so crazy about it that like people couldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. Like everywhere you went, like the conversation was, did you see the Coney 2012 thing? You hopped on Twitter. It was trending like crazy. If you oh, yeah. got on YouTube, like it was there all over. And then of course, you know, like there was criticism and backlash and stuff like that because the story got all discombobulated and yeah. there like that would even be a cool like case study or like a thing to do. Like what happens when a story gets hijacked or a story gets taken oh, yeah. uh, too far and be like, and the pressure of the story gets too real because we stopped listening and we just started going. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story had impact and it still has impact today. Like I know people who are still like, for some of them, that's a soft spot of like, yeah. of what happened with Coney 2012. And it's not just like, that you know it's movies too it's yeah. books it's comic books i have so many friends who are like comic book readers right you know um and they love comic books because the story it brings to them mm-hmm. yeah and i think i think what's interesting with like you bring up that Coney 2012 thing yeah. is that how that caught us i think that they have a really unique ability to attack you in like developmental changes mm. and um like points of vulnerability where like whether it's a God thing or just like you just came across this at the right time, it just has a really good way of attacking where you are. Yeah. And that's where, like you said, that's where that change comes in is where um, you're kind of shaken by this thing that this new part of the world that you hadn't seen, this new perspective that you were unfamiliar with this new, whether good or bad idea comes into your life and you can't get it out of your head. You can't get past it. You have to confront it and deal with it and how, something trending on Twitter or um, a good movie. Like I have a decent list of them that just like, that really confronted like my worldview Yeah, and how something like that can actually make that impact and like help you grow as a person is just super cool to me. No. Yeah, for sure. I think that's part of it. And dude, I even think about like just watching like even silly comedy television shows or silly movies or something like that. Like, uh, I've been into Brooklyn Nine Nine here recently, yeah. and I've fallen in love with that <laughs> show. Like it is hilarious. I love Andy Samberg and like anything he does. But um, like I found myself like having this life realization because I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, <laughs> and I resonated with something a character did. And I don't want to dive into it because it's like oddly personal and deep, and right. I don't want like, <laughs> to do that right now. But like I was like, snap! this is happening from watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> you know? And, and it was just like, I want to bang my head against the wall, but like, not even just with that, but like guardians of the galaxy too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when, um, the character's name, who was like a father figure to star Lord. Um, yeah, it was Kurt Russell. I can never remember the character's like actual name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, what? Oh, the blue guy. What's his name? Oh, ah! oh no, that was, um, I don't know why I'm blanking too. You're blanking on the name too. Blue. I remember the line, like I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Like I remember Mary Poppins, y'all. Blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We're so bad. Uh, I'm a terrible Marvel fan. Uh, It's Yondu. Yondu. Yondu is his name. Yondu. How did I not remember that? Anyway, because he's dead. That's why. Spoiler alert. But I remember like when he dies, that song from, uh, I think it's Cat Stevens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Father and Son is the song mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my word! When that song played, like just with like my own personal story of like 
my dad dying and all that fun stuff. Like I am in the theater of guardians too. (laughs) And I am bawling like a baby. I'm like, (laughs) I get in my car and I just, I play that song constantly, you know, or I saw probably one of the best Christian films ever or a movie about Christians. And it was the movie silence. Martin Scorsese. I'm dying to see that. I haven't gotten to it yet, but that's amazing. It was so good. It was so great. And it left me speechless. Like I literally walked out of the theater, didn't talk, and sat in my car for ten minutes. Like, because that movie shook me to my core. Right. And I think that's what's so cool about stories in general is they have that ability to really get at you and to shake you to your core and to disrupt our way of thinking and to change everything. Mm -hmm. Because I really think God created us to be story-driven creatures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see that like within the Bible and like right. how stories are told, the weight that they carry. You can look like through the history of like how revered these stories were and like how they yeah. would write them and rewrite them and people's entire livelihoods are dedicated to just retelling these stories and getting them on record so that they could survive yeah. so that we could talk about it right now. Like, no, for sure. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, but with like all of that being said, like I love talking about like how stories can have impact but I want to know, like, what is the story that's had the most impact on you here recently? It's a really tough question. Yeah. So I love movies. So it's something in that realm just because since college, I've just gotten so swept up in that. And that's really when I got started into pursuing, like, um, my own personal um, journey with that. Yeah. But um, I'm going to cheat because I have two. Okay. Cheat. It's all good. I have... Um, well, I have a tattoo that actually references Good Will Hunting movie okay. from the 90s written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. They starred in it. It was like their like, taking off movie. That was like how their stars. And um, it's not I watched fault, it. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Every time that happens, I'm just like, I'm sobbing. You're balling. But it's just, it's such a unique look at um, how men specifically like, deal with trauma and crises and how um especially in like that part of the country like set in boston how like um high up they hold loyalty and how um that's more important than anything and it's such a complex story and i watched it for the first time like in middle school and i never encountered something that like unique and set out and something that was so like that I, i felt it in my chest when it ended like i felt like i was on that roller coaster i was on that emotional journey with the main character right and um it ties in a lot with my own um like personal journey with um overcoming mental illnesses and things like that and, right um just to see this very to me very real character mm-hmm. who had like i had similar emotions similar ties to with right. this pushing people away with this like not wanting to deal with the stuff in front of me and watching that happen like completely pushed me forward through high school, through college. Like I'd go back to it anytime those things were catching up to me, just as a reminder, like this is something that I can push past with the right people, with the right help, with the right attitude, if you will. Mm. No, that's really good. So that's number one, right? Yeah. So like what's number two? So number two is, um, it's actually the first movie from the writer and director of black Panther. It's called fruitful station. I've not seen this one. It's amazing. And I have to spoil it to talk about why it's so yeah, good. Yeah, so tell tell us a little bit about it because like I haven't heard of it, and I'm, I bet like people in my audience 
haven't heard of it either. It's called yeah. Fruitful Station. Fruitvale Station. So Fruitvale Station. Yeah. So okay. It's um. It's actually it's a real train station in Oakland. It's set in Oakland, and it's the real life story of Oscar Grant, who on New Year's Eve had to be 10, 11, 12 years ago, was shot and killed by police um, uh, in Fruitvale Station. Yeah. An African American man um, who was not doing anything wrong. I think that in the movie they portray it, and I, I researched it a little bit, but had gotten in a fight like on a train with someone and like got off and they took him and handled him and shot him in the back, like on the ground. And it was just this, like you see so much on Twitter and you see these things happening and stuff. Right. And, um, but how it goes through like his last three days and how it goes through his life, him with his daughter, him fighting against the stereotypes and the temptations of his life like dealing drugs, things like that. And like him overcoming all these things, seeing that in such a personal way and seeing that in such a real way with a real person and a real face to it, yeah. to where you watch this person's life and story happen in front of you. And then you watch that get taken away. Like similar to how you said with silence, like I just, I didn't know how to react after that. Like it, I finished it on Netflix and like the credits rolled and it stopped. And I just sat there 10, 15 minutes, just trying to overcome the emotion, trying to yeah. like, understand something that really can't be understood and right. like that helped show me that like you can't there's no silver lining to that there's no like it's just it's this thing that like we have to confront mm -hmm. and that was the first time when i really had to confront it and it was amazing to me how um that's one of the major things that got me into like wanting to be a filmmaker was just that i'd seen all these stories on twitter and facebook and heard all these stories where I was upset and mad about it, but they didn't hit me with that personal sort of thing. Right. And for this guy to make this super low budget, um, but super personal movie. Yeah. Cause the director's from Oakland, but for him to do that and for that to hit me so hard, just showed me how powerful these things are. Cause it completely changed my perspective on that entire issue. Right. And really like really fired me up toward, anything around that now because i just feel that and i felt that emotion so clearly yeah i love that man uh i even love that like i love that feeling of when a good story stops you in your tracks yeah you know like i was talking about with silence and how you talk about with fruit vale station mm -hmm. fruit vale station right yeah yeah I'm gonna get that wrong i swear <laughs> um but like it's almost like it punches you in the chest and it knocks the wind out of you mm -hmm. for a minute and you're sitting there and you have like you have two choices when someone punches you in the chest, right? You either fight back mm -hmm. or you walk away. And I think that's what a good story does to people in general. Like it either promote, it either provokes you to take action yeah, or you're walking away from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're always left with a choice when it comes to story right. of whether you're actually going to learn from this moment and do something with it. Or if you're just going to walk away and let it not affect you. Yeah. Right. Because whether it's the story of the gospel or the story of Fruitvale Station or Silence or uh, Harry Potter books or Star Wars or whatever you let it be, like there are so many good lessons and life things that happen within these stories. Yeah. You know, and if we don't allow story to impact us, then we as humans aren't growing. Exactly. Because each yeah. one of our lives tells a story, you know, mm -hmm. like each one of us, we are authoring or allowing God to author or whatever it may be for you personally. Like we're each person is telling a story with their lives, you know? And at the end of the day, like the book is going 
to close. Right. Um, and I love, I use this analogy all the time. Like the kingdom of God is this overarching narrative right. that is happening all around us. But each one of our narratives are connected to it. And then as each one of our narratives are connected to the overarching narrative, uh, all the sub-narratives end up getting connected together mm-hmm. and interwoven. It's like this weird mess, you know? Right, like, I wish right. this was like a visual podcast because, like, <laughs> I would draw this huge Venn diagram right now <laughs> to demonstrate it. Uh, but when our story gets connected to another story, whether it's Fruitvale Station, Star Wars, the Gospel, or whatever, we can allow that story to speak into our lives. Exactly. Or we can just cut the cord or cut the thread and say, I don't want to deal with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there are some narratives that, like, you don't want to be a part of, right? Yeah. So, like, there are some stories, like, stories of hate and violence and injustice. Like, you don't want to be a part of those stories where you're telling that story with your life, mm-hmm. you know? But even with those stories of hate and justice and violence and name it, like, I may not want to tell that story, but I need to be connected to those stories to do something about the injustice right. or about the hate or about the violence or about the anguish in this area, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think that it's just, it's so interesting how like we can talk about these stories that have really impacted us. Right. And there still exists those stories that once you take these ones that have changed our lives and throw them out, like mm-hmm. there still exists like, um, like clearly the gospel has impacted us right. so incredibly deeply. And there's some people who that doesn't impact as much or for whatever reason strikes such a chord that they are, they push against it or like similar with fruitful station and things like that, like whatever hate or anything that kind of builds up within them kind right. of pushes against that. And that's really, really interesting to me too, because as much as like that's changed us, it doesn't for someone else. I, mm-hmm being psychology major, very like minded towards that. I'm really curious for like, as to what, um, what the distinction is there. Is it something like psychologically? Cause I think that a lot of it is shaped by our experiences and that when we're confronted, like you said, confronted with a story that mm-hmm. you kind of fight or walk away, it's your own story that can influence that a lot. And it's your own um, like experiences that really come down to that. And that's why people push against that. That's why people reject the gospel, things like that, because something happened in their life. Something doesn't make sense. Right. Everything comes together into that, like the interconnectedness. And it's just, I wouldn't say that it's our job to keep pushing that out, but to keep that connection. Right. And that, that story just fosters on its own. Right. And I think that that, it's our job to make sure our stories are continually connected. Exactly. Because the moment we as people stop growing individually is when we're isolated. Yeah. I firmly believe that. Yeah. Uh, so it's our job to one, make sure we're connected to story in the grand scheme of things, both stories that we read, watch and uh, all those other mediums, but both personally as well, like living life together with yeah. people. And I've learned that the best stories I think are the ones that prop up other voices and empower other stories. Absolutely. You know, yeah. like the best stories are the ones that tell of people finding their voice, empowering other people, loving and serving one another. Like those stories are the stories where I think even a lot of people find resonance. Like if we yeah. hop back to Coney 2012, 
the reason everyone was so passionate about it is because this was giving voice to voiceless children for the first time. Exactly. Like this was like these children were getting a voice for the very first time to say things aren't okay for them and we need to do something about it. Right. And that's why people resonated and connected with it so well. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, like, I don't want to say underdog, but just that we all have experienced that moment where everything seems like it's lost, where yeah. everything feels broken, everything feels a mess and we don't know what to do. And when you have these stories, you can relate to that. And especially when you have these stories, like both of us that we couldn't relate to at all, like right. where we grew up, like our skin color, like our gender, like we could not relate to these stories at all. But when I watch a movie like, um, like a reference on um, Moonlight, which won Best Picture two years ago. Yeah. I think is about a gay black kid in Miami with a drug addicted mother. Right. There's nothing that has ever happened in my life <laughs> that can relate to that story. No, for sure. But when I'm seeing the story and seeing that perspective and I feel the same emotions, then that giant bridge gets so, so small. Right. And that gap is just erased because I understand that we're all made in that same image of God. We're all created in this same space where right. we experience it in these privileged ways, these underprivileged right ways, these good or bad ways. Like I've, I felt like that too. I felt those emotions. I felt that pain. I felt that joy. And that's where stories like that movie or stories like the gospel can connect us so deeply mm -hmm. is because like, we can relate to those emotions. That's a very personal, deep, um, overcoming almost anything level of personal connection. Right. No, yeah, man. I think, I think it's so good that you touch on that. And I love, I love this conversation because story, story to me is is the most important thing. Um, but I wanna, I wanna ask you this question as we kind of get close to the ending of our conversation today. Is what. What do you hope the, cause like we talked about a lot and this topic's yeah. super broad and like, I know we were trying to narrow it and that's what makes the topic of story so difficult is that it is so vast that it's hard to narrow at times. Um, but what do you hope the listener or the friends that we have at the table with us today is uh, really get away or get out of this conversation? Yeah. I just hope that they can understand the impact that that has whether it's as big as the gospel right. or just a movie that you watch with friends, like being able to share in different perspectives and being able to relate to different stories and ideas and people right. is such an invaluable thing and something that we're so lucky and blessed to have today with so many mediums and so many things. And I just think the more that we recognize that and the more that we pursue those impactful stories and those ones from different perspectives, the more that we'll grow, the closer we'll get to people, the more unified we'll be. And yeah, I truly believe that it has that power to be that unifying force. And I just really hope that yeah. people can kind of walk away with that. We should let story unify us, but we should also let it change us too. Oh, yeah. Right. Like I, I'll throw that second point on there of like a good story disrupts our lives and then forces us to change. Exactly. You know, and so like that, that's the thing I want to like even a listener to walk away with today and like something I think I might do it like later on tonight, today or tomorrow. It's like 
sit down and write out like, man, this story changed my life and why it changed my life. Because yeah. I think if we were to actually stop and think and like list out like, this is why Harry Potter had a huge impact on me. Or this mm-hmm. is why the Hunger Games had a huge impact on me. Or this is why this book had a huge impact on me. Or this movie. Or even music. Like, music is a story oh, yeah. in and of itself, oh, you yeah. know? Like, this is why this song had a huge impact on me. Like, labeling that out and proclaiming it is so good, even as you look back and like, hey, this is, like, the pattern of stories I resonate with. So these are the kind of stories I need to keep looking for. But then look for other stories outside of that as well and see if they can resonate with you too. Yeah. Yeah. You, just stopping with those ones, like that progress is never going to stop. That growth is never going to stop. Right. And I think the more that we pursue that, the better we're going to find it, the more rich the experience, the closer we're going to be. And just the more that it's going to be able to impact our lives moving forward. No, for sure. I agree with you. Well, Kevin, I wanted to say thank you for coming on the yeah, coffee with craft podcast it's it was good to have you uh, and thanks to you my friends who were sitting at the table with us today listening in and talking with us and dialoguing with us i hope you uh come back next time grab another cup of coffee and come have a seat on the coffee with craft podcast we'll see you around